This is our 10th session now on Ephesians 4, 11 to 14, and we finish verse 14 today, Lord willing. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some shepherds and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. Until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. So, this double experience of unity unity of believing and unity of knowing truth understood and truth embraced together. To a mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, and this is what we have not focused on yet. So that, so the this is the result now, it's a great, great phrase to connect all of this. I would say all of this, the apostolic prophetic deposit which we have in the New Testament, the evangelization of the world that brings people into the kingdom, including us, shepherds and teachers in the church, equipping all the saints to do all their different kinds of ministry for the building up in faith and knowledge of the body of Christ until we attain, this is the goal, attain a a great unified faith and a great unified knowledge, and we are corporately becoming the mature manifestation of Christ in the world, all of it, so that we won't any longer be children. There's the great goal. Don't be children anymore. Be part of this mature man. Why? What's wrong with being a child? (laughs) I mean, Jesus says, unless you turn and become like a child, you'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. So clearly there are things about children to be imitated. The simplicity and purity of their willingness to trust their parents, for example, and things about children to be avoided, namely their vulnerability to deceit. They're not mature enough to be discerning. That's what he cares about here. So we may no longer be children. What marks the children? They are tossed to and fro by the waves, carried about by every, just stop there, carried about. So tossed to and fro by waves. So you're, you're floating along in a place you want to be, shining under the sun, right, enjoying the day, and suddenly a wave throws you where you don't want to be. And carried about means it just keeps bearing you along. So that's the picture of this instability of children. They're just paddling around on their little boards, and a wave can take them where they don't want to go, and they don't have the knowledge of the currents or the skills to counter the waves, the the waves of influence, which uh, tosses them and then carries them. What are those waves? Those waves are influences in our lives created by wind, 
All right? If there was no wind, there'd be no waves. At least not any problem waves. <laughs> I was out deep sea fishing one time, and it started to rain like crazy. And I asked the captain, are we in trouble? And he said, oh, the rain's not a problem. Just pray that there be no wind. So winds are the problem for seamen. They make really big waves, and those waves can throw you off from where you want to be and carry you where you don't want to go. And that's the mark of immaturity in the Christian life. And what are these winds? They are teachings. They are the the alternative to what we're supposed to be getting from our pastors. Shepherds teach so that children don't fall for false teaching. This is the great goal in this text is Shepherds, use your teaching to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry, to build up the body so they're not vulnerable like children to all kinds of teachings that come along. We don't want to be children. 1 Corinthians 14, 20. Brothers, do not be children in your thinking, in your understanding of the Bible and culture. Be infants in evil. Oh, yes. Be inexperienced. You don't have to play around with evil to become an expert in evil to know how to avoid it. But in your thinking, be mature. Now, notice something. This is puzzling to me. The teaching here is pictured three times as deceitful or trickery, craftiness, by human cunning by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Now, the the reason that puzzles me is because when I think about the winds that are blowing today, and really when I think about the winds that Paul faced of false teaching, most of them today, and as far as I can see, significant ones of them in Paul's day were advocated, these teachings were advocated by people who really believed them. They didn't see themselves as practicing cunning or craftiness or deceit any more than I do. They really believed that you had to be circumcised in order to be justified. They they weren't trying to trick anybody. That's what they really, really believed. So does Paul only mean here that the winds that throw us off from where we should be and carry us about by powers not in our own control, do those winds only refer here to tricky people? You know, Elmer Gantry types, who was a fake evangelist who didn't believe a word he said and went around using his doctrine to deceive people so that he could fleece them of their money. Is that the kind of person? There there are plenty of those, and if that's what it means, then that's what it means. And it's useful to be protected against people that are cunning and crafty and deceitful, and then leave for another time teaching about people who are serious teachers of false teaching and really believe what they say. And when they teach you, they don't think they're doing anything crafty. Or here's another alternative. This is for you to consider. 
I can't prove it. I'm suggesting it as a good possibility. When he focuses on this teaching as, arging, as, as coming out of human cunning and human craftiness and human deceit, might he be saying something like this? These humans, when they do the false teaching, might not be aware that they are in the grip of error. They just believe error. And therefore, they might not be thinking in terms of tricking you, but persuading you to what they believe, honestly. But Paul says behind that is the cunning and craftiness and deceitfulness of the devil, so that actually, as a matter of fact, things that these people are saying are tricky by virtue of the devil's trickery. And the reason I'm even open to suggesting that is because in chapter 6, verse 11 of Ephesians, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. And that word schemes of the devil is this word right here. Same word. So when Paul says deceitful schemes here, it's pretty easy to think, oh, Paul really does think that behind the human, maybe honest error, they really believe heresy, is true. The devil knows it's not true, and he's tricking people through these humans and all of their argumentation. Here's another pointer in that direction. In 2 Corinthians 11.3, I am afraid that as the serpent, that's the devil in the garden, deceived Eve by the cunning, there's that other word, the, his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. And that cunning, which is called the devil's cunning, is being brought through humans in Corinth. And so this word cunning here is rooted in demonic influence, Paul would say. So, either this text refers to people who are consciously tricksters, and they're just total fakes, and we should be protected from them, or it's those people and humans who really believe they do teach the truth, but in fact are being carried along by demonic winds themselves. So, I close like this. Everything we have seen up to this point, all of the apostolic and prophetic truth, all the work of evangelism, all the work of the shepherds, the pastors, and their teaching, all of the equipping of the saints, and the saints' work of the ministry, and the building up of the body of Christ, and the pursuit of this unity of faith and knowledge, growing into a mature man, reaching the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, all of that amazing church-based work. Oh, get into a good teaching church with lots of true knowledge so that you won't fall prey here. All of that is designed to keep us from being children. Pastors, please realize your job primarily in preaching is to teach the people so that they will have knowledge, so that they will be mature, so that they will not be children 
and won't fall prey to false teaching, but will glorify the Son of God in the truth.